Welcome to Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. In this podcast, we read and analyze stories we wrote as children, delving into the inner workings of a child genius's mind. I'm Joseph. And I'm Theo. Nice. What are we reading today, Joseph? Uh, We are continuing to read... Don't. Island of the Dinosaurs. Nice. Got it this time. I heard a definite period at the end of it this time instead of a question mark. So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think the title has any punctuation. So I guess it was wrong either way. <laughs> Next time, try to say it as flatly as possible. Just no punctuation. That was a little too definitive. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I mean, to be honest, an exclamation point would have been nice, but whatever. <laughs> uh, we'll work up to that. Well, as you all know, this is the start of season three. It became abundantly clear last episode that season two's no kink policy was too constrictive. It was. Yeah, so we had to move on. We also disobeyed it uh, pretty badly <laughs> in season two, so... Yeah, our, our network know. wasn't having it, so uh, we came to an agreement that it would be better just to move on to the next season. And I really hope this season will last a little longer. Yeah. Sorry, network. <laughs> Sorry, season two. And, and I apologize um, to all of our fans who listened to season two thinking they were going to get a kink-free season, because... <laughs> Yeah. We also didn't deliver on that at all. Yeah. So. We're going to have to change all the promotional <laughs> materials now. Everything is advertising is like finally a kink-free season of Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. And yeah. I don't know what we're going to do now. We leaned really heavily on that in all of the marketing for it. It was just all yeah. Inside the Mind of a Child Genius, <laughs> now kink-free, finally, <laughs> no kinks. <laughs> yeah, it was just a picture of some sort of kinky sexual act. And then it was one of those red circles with a cross through it to say there aren't any of those and then it just gave the date for when the season started so it was a bit of a mystery people were like what's what's gonna happen on whatever day the season started you know what i mean yeah didn't even have the podcast name on it it's true yeah well joseph um as annoying as this is we are contractually obligated to enforce callback penalties at the start of each new season. Oh, so we can't call back anything from Island of the Dinosaurs in season two. It's going to be a little tricky, I think. All right. Yeah, so for all the new listeners, I know many of you are just starting right on season three, episode one, because you've heard great things about season three. We never want you to feel left out of the joke, so uh, we're trying to de-incentivize the use of callbacks, right? So Joseph and I are both shareholders in this podcast, and we will each lose a share every time we make a callback to a previous episode. And, and what did we decide was happening to the remaining shares? Those just get divvied up to our listeners? Yeah, I mean, they're really just up for grabs. Anyone can take them whenever right. they want them. So A lot like the stock market. You just kind of grab a <laughs> yeah. stock. If there's one laying around, you just... That's how that's how the rich get richer. They're just really good at grabbing <laughs> those stocks up. Yeah, they at their fancy private schools, they had stock grabbing classes. <laughs> right, yeah. Whereas us poor folks at the public school. Instead of Easter egg hunts. <laughs> stock grabbing. They were just eggs <laughs> Filled with stock certificates or whatever represents a stock. I don't even know. Yeah, what does represent a stock? If I knew I'd be rich. Yeah, maybe this podcast would get off the ground at some point. So I didn't write down who had which score, but I think I had fewer shares than you. So I think I'm at 34, you're at 37. (laughs) We're running out pretty fast. We shouldn't do too many new seasons or else we're going to have zero shares. Yeah, whatever theme we decide this season has, we're going to have to stick to it because I don't want to do another five episode season, all right? That's true. Although I will say it's a good marketing campaign. People like new things. They like the beginning of new seasons. <laughs> you know, this could work out for us. Yeah. yeah, maybe we should do like multiple seasons per episode. Oh, now that's an idea. <laughs> we may end up with 
more seasons than episodes. I mean, we yeah, maybe we'd get in the Guinness Book of World Records. Or something. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what we're seasons going for, for now. a podcast. <laughs> we pulled out every gimmick, and now we've finally <laughs> landed on a Guinness Book of World Records gimmick. We got to break some random record. I feel like I always end up throwing out this joke construction, but we could have our "Oops, All Seasons" episode, and then just go through like a hundred different seasons in one episode. So the long running, <laughs> perfect inside the mind of a child genius series. Okay, do you think that's a good enough explanation for the callback penalties? Yeah, you better not make any callbacks, or else. Also, I don't know if this needs to be said, but I feel like I should address my voice. I'm getting over a cold. <laughs> So get over it, and I don't want to like <laughs> hear all of your negative feedback. It's not COVID. Yeah. I got tested. It's just a cold. Yeah, so everybody shut up about Joe's cold for once. So um, yeah, I think we should do a summary of what's happened so far in the story before we get into it. Because that's not a callback at all. <laughs> yeah, why don't, why don't you just do that? <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> well, I feel like a, a summary is not, 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 a, not a callback. I mean, we're not making yeah, any right. jokes about it. We're just summarizing. Okay, yeah, fine. We, we have immunity during the summary. We're not going to lose any shares during the summary. So I'll, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll give you a basic summary of what's going on in this story. So there are three main characters. Each of those characters has a group of people around them also, and they've all landed on the island of the dinosaurs. And it's basically Jurassic Park 3. Sheila is one of the main characters. Sheila and her group are making a boat to sail down the river and escape the island. Daryl just had a big fall and was taken to the Ankylosaur mating grounds. So he doesn't really have a plan, it seems. He's just sort of... (laughs) (laughs) And then Reginald is the little genius boy in the story. And Reginald and his friends had just run through a valley of pachycephalosaurs and they saw Quetzalcoatlus get its brain smashed. (laughs) That's it, I guess, you know. Okay, so I've filled you in on what all the main characters are doing. Now we can start with the next sentence in the story. So remember, the main characters are named Sheila, Reginald, and Daryl. And here's the next sentence. Jason Madsat and some more men were sent to the island to take the dinosaurs and create a type of theme park with them. Oh, that sounds exactly like Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's going to be something way better than Jurassic Park. I bet it's going to be called like Cretaceous Park or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this character just suddenly appears, Jason Madsat. We all know, well, I guess I'll lose a share for this. We all know from Quest of the Dragon that anytime a character gets two names in one of my stories, gets a first and last name, they're not going to make it to the end of the paragraph. <laughs> and this is a particularly dangerous story, so... Yeah, spoilers. do our main characters not have any last names in this story? I don't think I know. I don't think so, yeah. It is funny that you only give full names to your side <laughs> characters that don't really make it very far. Yeah, it does sound exactly like Jurassic Park. I, I like how I say, create a type of theme park with them, as if, like, it's not going to be exactly Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, should I keep going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Jason Madsat and some more men were sent to the island to take the dinosaurs and create a type of theme park with them. He came down with his helicopter and boats following him. He got a compie first thing and put it in one of the copters' cages. <laughs> the copter. They got plants. All the cool kids <laughs> call them copters. <laughs> I do that multiple times in this story. I call it a copter. <laughs> yeah. So they got plants and animals, and when they got enough of everything, they started coming back to unload. Jason's helicopter had a compie, 
raptor, and an oviraptor in it. Ooh, is that a real thing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, not the way I spelled it isn't real, but the real, yeah, the real thing is that it's an oviraptor, so like ova, like egg, and then raptor, like raptor. So it, it's oh. an egg-eating dinosaur. They know it ate eggs. Apparently. I see. I thought it was just like a over a raptor. It was like the evolution of a raptor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like Pokemon, like the copies yeah. <laughs> evolve into raptors, which evolve into oviraptors. Honestly, that sounds like three things that could be in Pokemon, except for raptor that's an actual animal yeah. name that couldn't be a pokemon but over raptor could be <laughs> not over raptor but over raptor <laughs> over raptor for sure yeah i mean even if you just spelled raptor slightly differently or backwards like ekans is snake and <laughs> yeah arbok is cobra i knew that already though you didn't have to tell me that <laughs> I was just trying to impress you, honestly. <laughs> you know, I, I went back. This this will I'll lose a share for this, but I, I thought of you the other day. I was listening to I was watching the original Pokemon uh-huh. and I got to the end. I completely forgotten about the Pokemon rap and I immediately thought of of you. <laughs> Charmander, Golem, yeah. Pikachu. Oh uh, yeah. And it's like I thought that maybe you just weren't doing a great job when you were uh reciting the rap to me, but then when I yeah. actually heard the real rap, it's very bad. It's it's not it's really bad. There's really yeah. not a whole lot of rhyme or rhythm to it. It's just <laughs> listing the pokemon yeah yeah it's not it's not that it's not that you're putting the pokemon's names into sentences that are coherent and you're just saying pokemon names sort of in rhythm and i yeah i don't even know if it rhymes <laughs> yeah i don't think it does yeah it's pretty bad it's so funny it's like it's so clearly just to be like remember these names children you want to buy these yeah. things your parents need to spend money on our products it really is and it's like insanely expensive like five dollars for like eight little paper <laughs> <Yeah>. cards <laughs> oh man we need to make inside the mind of a child genius raps at the end of each episode so i thought you were gonna say are, playing cards that'd be pretty good <laughs> who would too. be on that just me and you <laughs> and daryl yeah i guess we gotta have our characters uh, joe 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 tony <laughs> we, we got a lot to work with there i guess i just lost some shares but Oh, yeah, you did. Whoops. You only lose one there. Uh, so I'm at 33, you're at 35. What would it be like? I'll, I'll say these words individually, and then I'll edit out the space so it sounds like it's more fluid. Daryl. Oviraptor. Tony. <laughs> Kickball. Kickball. And then that, that Kickball will be a is a, is yeah. a card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty significant. Yeah, I can see it. We, we got a, we got a few, quite a few characters to work with. I feel like I saw a card that was made of you or Seth at one point. I did that at one point. I, I, there were these online Pokemon card makers. I, just as a joke, this was like in college when I was doing this. I would take pictures of me and like maybe one other person and then I would make a fake Pokemon card out of it. <laughs> but there, I have some pretty good Pokemon puns for my name. Theo dude. Oh, that is Hitmon good. Mon Chandler. Oh, that is good. Yeah, that's nice. Theal. <laughs> I don't know if Joseph has any. I can imagine you sitting down one day and going through the whole like what is it? 150, 100, 150 Pokemon <laughs> 100, and trying 150. Thank you. For, yeah. <laughs> okay. Definitely. All right. Maybe I don't have all that Pokemon knowledge. <laughs> I feel like you would be the type of person to sit down with the full list and try to put your name in every Pokemon's name. <laughs> I'll say this. I okay. did not do it for my <laughs> names, but I did do it for other people's names because mine just came to me. I was like, of course, Theo, dude. Yeah. Hitmon Chandler. For my friend Louisa, when I came up with Luikachu or Ian Swaggity, I came up with Swagmar. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Ian, by the way. 
Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking through it. Yeah, I have three different profile pictures that are fake Pokemon cards. I'm trying to think of my name, and surely Joe would be really easy to, to fit into any Pokemon with an O in its name. Should we do it? Should we figure it out right now? I will not continue this podcast until we figure out what Pokemon would be a good pun. Yeah, and let's just say it to the audience. This is unedited. So you're going to hear like the <laughs> next 20 minutes is going to be us struggling to come up with this. <laughs> All right. I'd really like it to be Squirtle because it's my favorite Pokemon. Can you make Squirtle? Pidgey, Pidgey Johto. <laughs> Pidgey Johto. <laughs> or Pidgey Jojo. That works too. Oh, Pidgey. Yes, that's pretty good. Pidgey Jojo Tony. Spear Joe, Fear Joe. How about this? Hip Joe. Wait, Hip Joe? Like Hypno? Oh, Hypno. Yeah, that makes sense. Why, why, did, why did you put the emphasis on the Joe? Like you were surprised that I said Joe. <laughs> Hip Why'd Joe. you put Joe in that? <laughs> That's not the Pokemon's name. Joe Dree Joe. <laughs> Joe Dree Joe. <laughs> That's perfect. All right, we figured it out. That's it. You really? I mean, that's what I'm, Joe Joe that's is what I'm pretty fun. <laughs> Joe Dree Joe. Okay. Pidgey Joe Joe is good, but I like Joe Dree Joe. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, there is also Jolteon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the only way to say that one is pretty awkward, though. Jolteon. <laughs> Get it? It's my name, right? Get it? Jolteon. Actually, Jolteon was, holds a special part in my heart because it was the first Pokemon card I was ever jealous of someone else having. I remember mm. going to my friend's birthday party, and he got a Jolteon, and I was actually kind of sad about it. <laughs> I really wanted that Jolteon. Yeah, I had a Jolteon. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> I remember I uh, I think that was the card, because that was a rare card. And I remember some older boys yeah, down the street in. convinced me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I remember some older boys down the street, I think it was a Jolteon. They convinced me to trade it in for an uncommon instead of a rare. They were like, no, uncommon is actually more rare than rare. Oh. And so I, <laughs> I traded Jolteon for Farfetch'd. I feel like that is a pretty common thing from our childhoods is tricking kids that are younger to making <laughs> trades that are bad trades. I'm not proud of it. I, I traded a girl who was like three grades younger than me, a Pidgey for something cool that she had. And now oh, gosh. Oh, it was bad too, because I convinced her that it was that the flying Pokemon was cool. I don't remember what I got from her, but I convinced her that the, the Pidgey was like a really cool Pokemon. And then her older sister found out I did that and then told her mom <laughs> and made me oh, no. made me trade the card back. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It had a good ending, but I was an asshole. I guess. <laughs> not I guess, I was. <laughs> I'm not like trying to make excuses for myself now. <laughs> I don't know, though. I mean, think about the awesome trades we could do now with kids. <laughs> right? We could totally get yeah. them. What is cool now? Um. Probably like Beyblades. Beyblades? No, I think that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems a little <laughs> a little old. Um, I think Pokemon is cool. Oh, yeah, it is. And Pokemon has never been uncool since it first began. It's always remained <laughs> in the childhood toy canon. I think it has because, I mean, like Pokemon Go came out. People liked that. Yeah, that, and that was a mere six years ago. Oh, shit. God. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, I, my God. I mean, TikTok... <laughs> Oh, yeah. God, it sounds so old now. TikTok, right? Yeah, that's good. Keep going. We figured it out. Yeah, I like that the one thing we can say about TikTok is the name TikTok. 
We know it exists. Yeah. Okay, so should we get back to the story? Yeah. So, yeah, so they're picking up all these dinosaurs. Jason Madsack gets a compi, a raptor, and an over-raptor. Honestly, it kind of sounds like dinosaurs are just everywhere, just like ripe for the plucking. Like you're just tripping over dinosaurs, and you can just pick one up anytime you want it, right? I mean, it it does kind of seem like that from the story so far, too. <laughs> there have been a lot of dinosaurs. <laughs> <Just> like severe <laughs> overpopulation problems on this <laughs> island. They got plants and animals, and when they got enough of everything, they started coming back to unload. Jason's helicopter had a compi, raptor, and an over-raptor in it. And then they were in cages hanging over the side, of course. Why'd you even ask? Yeah. Stupid. (laughs) Just in case you thought they put these dinosaurs in the cockpit. Yeah, no, they were hanging over the side. Yeah, they weren't flying the helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to spoil it, but I will say it is not impossible that dinosaurs could end up in the cockpit of a helicopter in this world I've created. Oh, okay. That sounds like you have spoiled something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. But we'll find out. Yeah, so they're hanging in cages over the side, of course. And then Jason looked out the side at the ocean. In the dark waves, he could see a large fin, one like a shark's. Jason said one word before he died. Meg! Yeah, he did not last long. (laughs) He really didn't. So Meg is, of course, the Megalodon. Oh, it's a giant (laughs) shark. What? Well, you, oh my God, (laughs) you love making nicknames for all of these dinosaurs (laughs) that you just say like they're common parlance, but uh, that's not one. I mean, the crazy thing is there's a... There's a movie that came out like last year called Meg about a megalodon, about a giant shark. Are you sure it wasn't called Megalodon? I, I think <laughs> I just have a hard time believing they would just call it Meg. Hey, you know Meg? She's a giant <laughs> shark that lives in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Meg. Oh, all right. <laughs> so yeah, so you know it's not a person's name because it has the in front of it. Yeah, so I but I don't know. I don't remember a movie when I was a kid that had a megalodon in it or anything. I don't know where I came up with this nickname for the megalodon. I mean, probably in a similar way that you came up with compies and packies. That's from Jurassic Park, though. Oh. <laughs> okay, so this was your one unique contribution. Yeah, I added it to the lexicon. Yeah, so Megalodon, I don't know, just giant shark. I don't know what else to say about it. Big shark, 47 to 67 feet long, which seems really big. It's really big. We're just going to nerd out about how big Megalodons are. <laughs> okay, well, okay. first of all, we should clarify what happens. So, he looks outside into the ocean. In the dark waves, he can see a large fin, one like the sharks. And then he, he says one word before he dies, Meg. So presumably the shark jumps out of the ocean, grabs the helicopter, and kills him? That's what I'm thinking. I actually thought Meg was a co-pilot that he was shouting to when he was worried about getting eaten. Or like his wife, who he loves. <laughs> Meg! Yeah. His wife's actually in the in the uh, co-pilot seat, and she's like, right. my name's not Meg. Who is Meg? <laughs> she gets <laughs> right. really jealous. I thought you were going to say his wife is the over-raptor in the cage hanging <laughs> off the side of the helicopter. Yeah. They're in international waters, and he can just marry a dinosaur if he wants. We've really built up a bad story about Jason <laughs> Madsack. <laughs> I mean, I just love the idea of an animal is about to kill you, and you just say its name. Like, <laughs> just thinking about, like, an animal is about to maul you. It's about to kill you. You look at this beast charging at you and you just say, tiger. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, if I was with a bunch of people and a bear came running at me, I would probably yell bear for the benefit of my other friends. If I was by myself, I would probably say something like, oh shit. (laughs) And then I would die. (laughs) 
I don't know. Jason seemed to make his final words pretty meaningful. I think you did a pretty good job of predicting the future with this, because not only did you call it Meg, Uh the Meg of your story eats a guy named Jason, and the lead actor in The Meg is Jason Statham. (laughs) So I don't know if that's a coincidence, (laughs) but it definitely seems like you predicted the future there. Yeah, I was, uh, I've been optioning this paragraph of my story (laughs) in Hollywood (laughs) for the past few years. Finally paid off. Can you flesh this out into a movie? (laughs) The lead actor has to be named Jason. We can't rename the character. (laughs) Yeah, he has to be named Jason Madsap. Can you give me that? Well, Well, Jason Statham close enough. Yeah. Yeah, I had to make some compromises. I wonder if anyone's ever done that. They've tried to cast a movie and they were just so adamant for authenticity that the actor's name had to be the same as the character's name. Like only a Jason could understand what it's like to be a Jason. So you <laughs> right. have to cast a Jason exactly. to play the part. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I, I said that I was optioning this paragraph because this Jason Madsat doesn't come back in any other part of the story. The Megalodon doesn't come back in any other part of the story. Oh, that's disappointing. This theme park you know, this cool concept that I invented, this theme park with dinosaurs on it, that doesn't come back at all later in the story. This paragraph is just kind of, it's like an island in itself. It's just sort of floating around in the middle of the story for no reason. So you're telling me that this doesn't have any, like, this doesn't even clearly indicate that it was... I so I thought this was talking about pre the story. Oh, really? You thought it went I back? I thought this back. was telling you why the original people came to the island, but no, this is concurrent with the other stories. Yeah, this is firmly in day two of the story. And you never say the word <laughs> megalodon. No, you never. <laughs> it's just Meg. Clear that up. It's just Meg. Yeah, it, it's just Meg with a capital M, so it looks like a name. <laughs> it really does look like a name. Wow. If you actually, if you hadn't cleared that up for me, I wouldn't have known that. I don't think I would have known that that was referring to a megalodon. I really think I would have just thought that he died somehow. You don't even know that anything ate him. It just says, he says one word before. He could have just had a cardiac arrest and then thrown the helicopter into the ocean. So, Or maybe he just took a vow of silence at this point, lived for like 30 more years and then died of old age or something. That's an interesting take. I like that. I'm going to go with that. That's a happier ending. Died of natural causes. His theme park was actually a huge success. (laughs) His theme park is what the real Jurassic Park is based on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, his theme park is just three cages. One with a compy, (laughs) one with a raptor, and one with an (laughs) over-raptor. And he died of old age in the arms of his wife, Meg. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) much later. Yeah, just just a nice little story in the middle of my otherwise psychopathic, you know, problematic story. Um, Yeah, that is nice. Wait, do you think I just included this paragraph to say, no, we're not doing a theme park. This isn't Jurassic Park. They tried to do it, then they died. (laughs) Maybe this is a dual purpose paragraph of one, you wanted to show people that you're not going to do the theme park. But also, you wanted to let people know, I didn't forget about Megalodon. I didn't forget (laughs) that that's a pretty big one. (laughs) I mean, what doesn't make sense is like, why would this prehistoric shark live by this island with lots of dinosaurs in it? It could go anywhere in the ocean. (laughs) Maybe it lives next to the island of dinosaurs because there are other aquatic large dinosaurs that it needs to eat to survive. Ah, If it goes into the other ocean, it's just eating like fish and stuff. Too small. Okay. You're right. There aren't any plot holes. You're right. (laughs) Perfect. It's a perfect story. Now we're moving on to Sheila, who, if you remember, she had an argument with Roseanne. Roseanne was saying, we don't need to find Daryl. We just need to build a boat and get off the island. Sure. So then they decided (laughs) to build a boat. Now this is what's going to happen. The boat was finished. 
Come on, let's put her in, Roseanne said. <laughs> Roseanne sounds like a pirate. I don't know why the oceanographer needs to talk like a gruff sailor, <laughs> like a drunk colonel, maybe. Like, come on, let's put her in. <laughs> well, how many oceanographers do you really know? Every oceanographer I know acts like this. <laughs> That's true, Joseph. I had a better sense of how oceanographers talked when I was in fourth grade than I do now. <laughs> well, Roseanne is the only oceanographer I know, so she does talk like this. So one yeah. for one. Okay, so the boat was finished. Come on, let's put her in, Roseanne said. <laughs> really leaning into that pirate voice. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Why the hell did I write it that way? Okay, <laughs> they began paddling down the little water hole that led to the river. Tell me if you're not able to follow at any point. Okay. So the- <laughs> I already don't follow. I was a water hole lead to the river. But- uh, yeah. Okay. Now they began paddling down a little water hole that led to the river. Then almost in the river, they stopped. Oh. <laughs> there was a rock in the way. I bet it was a dinosaur. I'm <laughs> just calling it. Yeah, so it says there was a rock in the way. But then they started moving backwards. Okay. They got in the middle of the water hole and started tipping over. Okay. A crocodile-like head popped up from the water. A baryonyx! Wow, this is a new dinosaur to me. I've never even heard of that. Do you want any facts about it? This is actually my favorite dinosaur. Uh, to this day, it's my favorite. Yeah, let's get some baryonyx facts. Reminds me of my dad. Shout out to Barry. Barry. Yeah. I'm picturing Jason Madsat is about to die and he says one word. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> if you nickname this dinosaur, it will be Barry. I'm going to call that too. Dad Barry. Once again, your spelling has failed me miserably. <laughs> I got zero results for Baryonyx the way you spelled it. So that's a good start. I think it's probably B-A-R-Y-O-N-I-X maybe. Or maybe the I and the Y are switched. I can't remember. Oh, here we go. Dinosaur. Yeah, it is a dinosaur. Nice. It does not look like a crocodile. I have to say that. No, it's known for its crocodile-like head, you fool. It's the only (laughs) known fish-eating dinosaur. Oh, it does have a slightly, uh, yeah, I see it's got like a crocodile-like head. Sort of. I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay. How, how yeah. is it, how sure, is it any more it crocodile-like than any other dinosaur? I've, I mean, all dinosaurs kind of look like crocodiles. No. Oh my gosh. I wish you knew anything. <laughs> Sorry. Like a crocodile's head is like flat, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've had it with you. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it's the only known fish-eating dinosaur because they found fish bones in a, its stomach in, in the fossil. And it also had this big claw that they think it used to just like pierce through fish and eat them up. How do they know it wasn't just the mother of fish and those fish were its babies? (laughs) Um, Well, I don't know. I don't think there's any other reptile on earth that gives birth to fish. (laughs) I should be a paleontologist. (laughs) Yeah, that seems to give live birth to fish. Fish that don't look like the dinosaur itself. It gives birth to another animal. <laughs> or maybe the fish are like the pupa form of the baryonyx. I don't know. I've I've gone too far with this. This is not how this dinosaur <laughs> works. I'm sure it just eats fish. I'm also pretty sure a womb is a separate, uh, uh, you know, Organs? thing than a stomach. I'm sounding real smart today. <laughs> I'm getting over a cold. My head is a little bit, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, I have excuses. You already brought up the cold earlier this episode, so I'm going to consider that a callback and you're going to lose a share. How? I can call back earlier to the episode. No. (laughs) No. All right. Fair enough. Not you. (laughs) Speaking of baryonics, the way you spelled it, I Google image search for that and it's all coffee. Interesting. Not what I would have guessed would be the... uh, 
would be the result there. Does it have a crocodile-like head? Kind of a dangerous game, actually. Taking your spelling of dinosaur names and just <laughs> slapping it straight into Google Images and just seeing yeah. where it takes No me. safe search. <laughs> yeah. We'll be putting those coffee images on Instagram. So everybody follow us and make sure yeah, you follow Yeah, you see some sweet coffee images. Yeah, and maybe we'll put up some images of an alligator-like head. <laughs> right. All right, so are we, are we ready to continue? I just want to say for the listeners, Baryonyx, B A R Y. O-N-Y-X, if you want to search it. Oh, two Ys. Its head looks like a crocodile. Its body looks just like every other dinosaur. <laughs> it doesn't really look that much like a crocodile. It looks like a velociraptor with an alligator head, sort of. It looks really just like a velociraptor. No, no, it's way bigger than a velociraptor. It was like 30 feet long. Okay, then it looks like a T-Rex. There we go. Okay, well, I'm kind of tired of you insulting my favorite dinosaurs, so we're going to move on. This is your favorite dinosaur? Yeah, it's the only known fish-eating dinosaur. <laughs> you love that fact. Why does that make it cool? It's probably not even true at this point. Like, it was true when I was a kid, but they probably found other fish and other dinosaur stomachs by now. Yeah, I feel um, like other fish dinosaurs probably ate fish. Okay, I haven't corrected you so far, but there's a difference between a dinosaur and a marine reptile. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> Really laying down the facts now. We did not mean to make this a beef episode, but I think it just became one. <laughs> Surprise beef episode. All right, you're losing a share for that one, buddy. Okay, <laughs> All right. so just to recap what has happened. They began paddling down the little water hole that led to the river. Then almost in the river, they stopped. There was a rock in the way, but then they started moving backwards. They got in the middle of the water hole and started tipping over. A crocodile-like head popped up from the water, a baryonyx. And then it opened its mouth and waited for something to slide in, but everyone held on to the top. This is like the fucking laziest dinosaur I've ever heard of. I'm just going to hold my mouth open and wait. <laughs> Somebody jump in here, please. This is what I do when I'm hungry. <laughs> and Paige feeds me. <laughs> you just tip her boat over and <laughs> stick your mouth up in the air and she feeds you. Yeah. So it did that. And then he, he being the baryonyx, he shook the boat and the log that Roseanne was on slid off. She fell in the baryonyx's mouth. The whole boat fell apart and everyone went around the creature. They were soaring down the river with a giant man-eating lizard chasing them. Uh-oh. I mean, I've, I think that sentence is kind of funny sounding, but I do have to say I wish we had more sentences like this in the story because it's so helpful to have something summarizing what is happening. Just saying they were soaring down the river with a giant man-eating lizard chasing them. Yeah. I'm not sure I would have understood what was happening if we didn't have that little summary there. <laughs> so That's true. Yeah, you do tend to skip a lot. Like when Jason says, <laughs> Meg, and then you never hear from him again or whoever Meg was. I guess Roseanne's last word words were come on let's put her in <laughs> words to live by yeah maybe i didn't mention it but she did say barry right before she died um okay probably that that was several coherent sentences in a row and i'm very aware of what's happening and this is working for me okay so yeah they're soaring down the river with a giant man-eating lizard chasing them then they all noticed a log in the way of the river they had to jump off their mini boat, pull them up, and jump back on. <laughs> Sheila wasn't going to take the chances of being eaten by a dinosaur. She took the chances of drowning. Oh, <laughs> better odds. <laughs> she flipped upside down and left the log there. She swam down river. <laughs> what? 
Okay, I just complimented you on how well you were doing and how coherent everything was, and now we've completely lost it. She flipped upside down and left the log there. I think it makes sense. She swam downriver until she found a bank to dry off on. Yeah, maybe let's stop there because the next two sentences are insane. Great. Yeah, what I love is how, you know, it said the boat fell apart and everyone was on different logs that constituted the boat before. Everyone was on their own mini boat. Oh, that's (laughs) the... So you're referring to the logs they are on as mini boats. Yeah. Okay. They're mini boats. I mean, I love the idea that a boat crashes and then all the pieces of wood and everything from the boat, they're just mini boats. Like the rudder, it's just a mini boat. The sail, I wouldn't call it a big boat. Probably just a mini boat, right? Right. Now. Just like if you were to be like blown into a million pieces, each piece of you would be a mini It's a mini Theo. Theo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just like if a helicopter got destroyed into 100 pieces, each of them would be a mini copter. <laughs> right. Okay. Do we f- sort of get what happens? So Sheila flips upside down and leaves the log there. So I think she swims under the log that's in the way of the river. Ah, uh, she goes under the log. And, and so but she's, that's a weird way to say it. She flipped upside down and left the log there. Her mini boat? Are you <laughs> think, referring to her mini boat? Yeah, I should have kept my terms <laughs> consistent. Yeah, I think she leaves her mini boat. Because there's also um, a log in the river that they're avoiding. I know, I know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'll just type that in right now. Yeah, so she wants to take her chances with drowning over <laughs> a dinosaur. I like the <laughs> yeah. phrasing because it's not, oh, I'm going to take my chances with the river or the water. No, it's take my chances with drowning. I think <laughs> if you're already referring to it as drowning, you've already like, you know, your chances are zero. Yeah, I'm just going to drown for a <laughs> yeah. little bit. But I'll take my chances with that. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, also what I don't understand is the dinosaur is in the water chasing them and she's just going to go under the water. I feel like she's risking the dinosaur and drowning. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but she also lost her mini boat, yeah. And then she swims until she finds a bank to dry off on because <laughs> I guess she's <laughs> safe now. So don't worry, I, ma- I made the edit. So it no longer says she left the log there. It says she left the mini boat. So in every <laughs> future you. version of this story, we'll have that revision. Okay, yeah, so this I think is hilarious. So it says, she swam down river until she found a bank to dry off on. No dinosaur could get her here because they would have to jump around a pit of water. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay, let me try again. No dinosaur could get her here. <laughs> Sorry, I just read the next sentence. I know, uh, that's these, this, so this is a wild way to describe it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no dinosaur could get her here because they would have to jump around a pit of water by jumping straight and turning in the air. That's right, a waterfall. <laughs> All right. What the hell? We got to recap that because <laughs> I had to read that like several times. Um, I say that's right, a waterfall, as if like you surely followed what I wrote. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got it, buddy. Right. So knowing that it's a waterfall that you're describing, now I want to figure out if what you describe even describes a waterfall because I'm not sure it does. No dinosaur can get her here. They would have to jump around a pit of water. So A, not how I would describe a, a waterfall at all. I mean, I'm, there's like a pool of water at the bottom of a waterfall usually, right? Right, yeah, that's a pit, true. I don't know. By jumping straight and turning in the air. Is that something any anyone or any dinosaur can do no i mean you can rotate but i think i was saying you would have to jump and then just sort of move it's not rotation oh i guess i guess that's why she's saying it's impossible to do that's why no dinosaur dinosaur. (laughs) but how did she get there how did she get there (laughs) 
I don't know. She swam to the bank? To- no, she probably jumped straight and turned in the air. That's, <laughs> that's her special move. She took her chances with jumping straight and turning in the air. <laughs> yeah, I, Normally I, I that's trust fatal. her judgment. She, she, she makes some good decisions. <laughs> yeah, I can't picture in what scenario you would need to be able to jump and turn in the air. Unless you're, are you jumping off the top of the waterfall and then you need to be able to then go back around to go inside the waterfall? I don't know. <laughs> it's just so hilarious to say something totally inscrutable and then afterwards say, that's right, you got it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with, you did not describe a waterfall here. <laughs> I'm glad you had that sentence in there, that's right, a waterfall, because even though it was so obvious to you. I'm afraid it wasn't obvious to anyone else. So I like picturing this as if it were a riddle. <laughs> like that's the clue you get and you have to answer waterfall. Do you want to hear the riddle that I came up with? Oh, yes, I do. I am made from erosion and I am pleasant to see. You may find a secret if you look behind me. Now for one final truth that you may not find fair. I am where a dinosaur would have to jump around a pit of water by jumping straight and turning in the air. Who am I? Uh, yeah, that would stump me. That's right. I'm a waterfall. <laughs> the answer isn't just waterfall. It's, that's right, a waterfall. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I bet you there are more people who have read this story than people who could guess that that was a waterfall. You think? Who's read this story besides me and you? My mom. Oh. <laughs> All right. So three people. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Shall I keep going? Yeah. Yeah, so Sheila is behind a waterfall, then it says... Everyone else came down the river on the other end. Oh, my God. I don't know what the other end is. (laughs) It's happening. (laughs) They waited until the sun went down to go to sleep. Tomorrow, they would find food. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm still like, this is bothering me. This is like a little like, next time on Island of the Dinosaurs, those people are going to find food. (laughs) Yeah, the least exciting activity that's occurred in this story. Okay, I'm not even going to try to figure this out. Everyone else came down the river on the other end. Sure. Maybe on the other bank is what I mean, and the waterfall's on one How bank. would the waterfall be on the bank of the river? God, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not even going to try to figure this out. I mean, I guess, yeah, maybe they jumped and didn't turn in the air. <laughs> probably it i I don't know Um, that's probably it yeah so basically yeah let's just do a quick summary of the previous paragraph roseanne wanted them to make a boat and it just turned out terribly roseanne ended up getting eaten i was not sold on her dying yet but i'm also too used to like stories and movies and stuff where characters look like they've died but they didn't die Mm -hmm. and you didn't explicitly it says that she fell in the baryonyx's mouth And so I was kind of thinking she was then going to like punch her way out of the mouth or something. But no, it's just that's the last you hear about her. So I guess she's dead. Yeah, she's definitely dead. I feel like you've been influenced by Tristan's story about the (laughs) weird sea maze and the sea serpent. And I will lose a share for that. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, that's a good example of someone escaping from a monster's mouth. Roseanne didn't have a pogo stick. so Right. Or a flying sword. Yeah. And I do think it's funny that, of course, sexist Theo, the seemingly competent female character, gets eaten for making a suggestion. You know, she she's the one who wanted to make the boat and then she's the only one who gets killed by this baryonyx <laughs> because of this boat thing. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, basically the whole boat situation, it just goes terribly. It was definitely the wrong decision to make. That's, that's too bad. Shall we move on to the next paragraph? 
Yeah. So the first sentence of the next paragraph says, now you want to know about Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I didn't know that, but now I know that I wanted to know that. Yeah, I just love it when the narrator has this takes on this persona every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, this is a sassy narrator. Like it sort of sounds like they thought we were just skimming the past few paragraphs, just wanting to get back to hear about Daryl and the Ankylosaur <laughs> mating grounds. Right. Yeah, so remember last time we heard from Daryl, he was in the Ankylosaur mating ground. I'm going to cue the royalty-free sexy music again. <laughs> Just so you get back in the zone. Are you? Are you? Are we actually playing that royalty-free, sexy music right now? Yeah, we are. Oh, sexy! <laughs> it's getting hot in here. I guess I'll just say I guess because I'm not really sure what it's going to sound like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll just read this paragraph. Okay. So okay. now you want to know about Daryl. Right. He was yes, having right. a fine time, all safe, but he had to watch out for all the eggs. Okay. There was one bad thing though. Okay. And here, before I say the next sentence, the idea I tried to convey with this next sentence is that the newborn baby ankylosaurs would attract predators such as the T-Rex. But this is what I do say. There is one bad thing, though. T-Rex loved the new fresh meat taste. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that just just sounds like something that would be on a billboard for McDonald's or something. (laughs) New fresh meat taste. (laughs) Are you tired of the same old meat taste? Try new fresh meat taste. You're going to love it. (laughs) You're going to love it. Get the new fresh meat taste sandwich. (laughs) I just love, because the sentence is like simultaneously too many words and too few words. It doesn't get the point across of what I'm trying to say. Like there's not enough, there aren't enough words to do it. But then you could also imagine that the sentence should just be T-Rex loved fresh meat. I'm just picturing my fourth grade brain being like, well, no, what they loved about the fresh meat was the taste. So they loved fresh meat taste. I don't know where the new comes from. New fresh meat taste. Yeah. (laughs) Not just fresh. It's got to be new. And also, why does it just say T-Rex loved the new fresh meat taste? It sounds like T-Rex is a character. Yeah. Like, should there be an article there? The T-Rex or... Well, maybe T-Rex. Is is T-Rex plural? plural? I don't know. Yeah. T-Rexes loved the new fresh meat taste. (laughs) That's my favorite sentence. Um, Yeah, so T-Rex loved the new fresh meat taste. And then it walked up with all its buddies and started running forward, in parentheses, into them. They ate half the ankylosaurs because they ran. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so when it says it started running forward, in parentheses, into them, why did I need to put into in parentheses? It's like I'm clarifying it, but the sentence actually doesn't make any sense without yeah. the into. Like if I just wrote, it walked up with all its buddies and started running forward them. They ate half the ankylosaurs because they ran. You know, I love the idea of taking a critical word in a sentence and putting it in parentheses because that's what yeah. it seems like happened here. You need to have said into, yeah. otherwise it would make no sense. But you still put it in parentheses. Yeah. Maybe you didn't know what parentheses meant. Did you know what parentheses meant? (laughs) Well, what could I have thought it meant? Well, what would this have Like an emphasis or something? (laughs) Into them. (laughs) Yeah, Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess if into them, both of those words were in parentheses, I could understand it. It's like they started running forward into them. They ate half the ankylosaurs, right? Uh, That would be a real clarification. uh, That's probably what it was. Yeah, so when it says it walked up with, so this is the T-Rex, it walked up with all its buddies. Who are the T-Rex's buddies? <laughs> I'm assuming other T-Rex. I love the idea of like, you find out, you know, Ray with no job has been hanging out <laughs> with a T-Rex this whole time. Yeah. The unemployed bastard. He only hangs out with T-Rexes. And to think we brought him along for the heck of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Totally not pulling his weight. We brought you along for the heck of it. Not pulling his weight. I I don't know what to make of this sentence. It walked up with all its buddies and started running forward into them. They ate half the ankylosaurs because they ran. There is something in Jurassic Park that I I don't know if there's any paleontological evidence, but in Jurassic Park, it says that the T-Rex can only really see you if you're running or if you're moving. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I think that's where that comes from. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I guess they have really bad eyesight. That makes sense. So then after that, it says, Daryl stayed still until they left and ran to the forest. He found a good hole to sleep in and got in. Soon he fell asleep. First of all, that's a that's a risky game there, finding a random hole in this <laughs> island infested with dinosaurs and just crawling in there and going to sleep. What do you think makes something a good hole to sleep in? A good hole to sleep in. I don't know. Maybe it's got a bed. Yeah, maybe it's got a bed. <laughs> Nightstand. Yeah. yeah, alarm clock. A table light, yeah. A white noise machine so you, you can yeah, yeah. help you drift off to sleep. You won't be hearing all those noises of the forest around you. <laughs> That's a good hole to sleep in for sure. There's breakfast served in the morning. So A hobbit hole. That's a good hole to sleep in. <laughs> yeah, basically a house. <laughs> so I'm going to lose a share for doing this, but I just want to go over what has happened to Daryl so far in this story. Please let's because I am completely lost. Okay, so like just going chronologically, the first thing he did was he tried to make a human-infested community on the island, but everyone he knew died. He supposedly <laughs> just returns to his normal life. He's just on a commercial flight going somewhere north of North Carolina. But then the plane goes west. He gets in a plane crash, lands on the exact same island where everyone died. (laughs) After that, he like argues with Sheila, gets chased by compies. Sheila tries to get him killed when she says, go hide in the fridge. Uh, Some more things with compies. Then he sleeps. Then a Quetzalcoatlus comes. He runs into a tunnel and the Quetzalcoatlus grabs him and took him to its nest where its babies start nibbling on his foot. Then he finds a hole in the nest and he tries to jump into a bush at a distance that would certainly result in his death. (laughs) But an Ankylosaur was sort of inexplicably in the way and he didn't notice. He went to the Ankylosaur breeding grounds, but then a T-Rex and all his buddies came up and ate half the Ankylosaurs. Then he finds a good hole to sleep in and falls asleep. And for the record, when when he jumped onto the bush and an ankylosaurus was in the way he landed safely on its spiked back with no issues (laughs) (laughs) it was carried off nicely how does this guy keep his spirits up his life sounds insane yeah i mean it it definitely sounds pretty rough i have to say but the whole part about him ending up at the island is suspicious maybe he had something to do with getting the plane back to the island i've always kind of suspected that right i mean (laughs) Well, if so, why? I mean, he's clearly having a terrible time. I'm sure he regrets it, right? (laughs) He's just a really unlucky guy. Let's stick with that. Yeah. All right, should I do the last short paragraph of day two? Yeah. So now we're back with Reginald and his group. And if you remember, Reginald had his old buddy, Tyler, who puked on a velociraptor. Remember that? Yeah, puker. Tyler is important in this paragraph also. Yeah, and you remember they went into that valley with all the pachycephalosaurs, and the pachycephalosaurs are the dinosaur that headbutts things. Yes. So that's the information you need. Reginald ran from the Packies. They ran after the seven people trying to ram them with their heads. Seven people? <laughs> I mean, it, re- <laughs> it reads like there are seven people who are trying to ram the Packies. Yeah, fight fire with fire. <laughs> 
Be them at their own game. <laughs> See how you like it. <laughs> I don't think Sheila would have taken those chances. <laughs> yeah, right. And the Packies are like, oh gosh, yeah, this is really unpleasant. We should stop doing <laughs> we this. Should, yeah, I can see why people wouldn't like this. <laughs> yeah, but really it's seven people running and the Packies are trying to ram them. Okay, so they ran up to the seven people trying to ram them with their heads. And then Tyler was in the back pushing everyone forward. And then he fell from a ram that Reginald knew it would have broken Tyler's spine. Wow. And then they climbed How up the hill. How unhelpful would it be if you're running and someone's pushing you? <laughs> <Just> pushing. <laughs> and you keep in mind, he's a child and they're adults. So it's like, what's he pushing? Like their legs? <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't he trip. just run past them? If he's faster. <laughs> yeah. Go, go. Just like shoving their back. Yeah, he fell from a ram that Reginald knew it would have broken Tyler's spine. And then they climbed up the hill on the other side and fell asleep in a few minutes because of how tired they were. Sorry. And fell asleep in a few minutes because of how tired they were. Wow. Kind of impatient ending to that paragraph. Yeah. Also, uh, I guess the the pachycephalosauruses can't go up the hill. That's too far for them. Well, I I think they were just trying to protect their babies. I think once the people left, they were probably cool with them. I mean, that makes sense as far as like, okay, I want to get out of here. I want to be a little bit safer but to have the peace of mind to be able to instantly go to sleep after escaping (laughs) that uh, very harrowing experience is is pretty impressive well it says they fell asleep because of how tired they were not because they had the peace of mind still though i think you'd be able to stay up a little bit longer if you're getting chased actively chased by dinosaurs but yeah i don't understand this day day two seems so short their entire day was they get chased by a quetzalcoatlus into a valley with pack in it. The Packies kill the Quetzalcoatlus, the Packies kill Tyler, and then they get out of the valley and then they fall asleep. Oh, so that was another death? Oh, yeah. That was another not very clear death. He fell from a ram that Reginald knew it would have broken his (laughs) spine. (laughs) That's so funny because it's like, this seems like how you would phrase it if Reginald was the narrator, but he's not. You have another narrator. You can just say that it broke Tyler's spine. (laughs) Why do we have to know what Reginald thought about it? (laughs) The narrator had to ask Reginald. What What do you think just happened? Do you think that was fatal? (laughs) (laughs) Reginald's like, stop talking. I'm trying to run away from these dinosaurs. Also, my friend just died. Well, sort of my friend. I called him puker. Yeah. Also, I'm not getting the helpful pushes from Tyler, so I'm not running as fast (laughs) as I used to. Yeah. Everyone knows Tyler's a very strong, fast kid who can push us along well. Yeah. (laughs) He he died a hero. So brave. Died a hero. Yeah. Not really, though, because he was just being a complete nuisance, pushing everyone in the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could have been the the narrator just said it broke Tyler's spine. It could have been like any of the adults might have been able to tell <laughs> yeah. it broke Tyler's spine. But no, Reginald. Yeah, he figured it out. Reginald knew. Reginald, the medical doctor. <laughs> there probably is a doctor in this group, too. I mean, they have a lot of different jobs. So, <laughs> so yeah. That's it for day two. That's it for day two. Yeah. Day three is the longest of all the days. Oh. I think it's like twice as long as either of them. We are so. on page seven. Seven of 17. <laughs> so, yeah. We're getting there. God, this story is so long. Okay. Well. <laughs> it's pretty exciting, though. I have to say. It's uh, probably more exciting than anything we've <laughs> read so far. Definitely more action-packed. I mean, it kind of reminds me of... 
You know how in like a like a Michael Bay movie or something, how there will be those action scenes where you really just cannot follow what's happening. Yeah. It's just really exciting, <laughs> but you're only getting these close-ups of like people looking scared and explosions and stuff. Like yeah. that's what this story feels like. Like you just can't grasp anything that's happening, but you know it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you slow it down, like if you played it in slow-mo, it's still no more illuminating because there, there's no resolution to it. There's no details about anything. <laughs> it's not like you can just read it slower and get what's happening. It's just complete insanity. It feels manic. That's how it feels. Yeah, it really does. It really feels like I just think all people want to know about is dinosaurs killing people. So I just have to get from point to point to point, you know. Yeah. Right, should we refresh our death count? Because I'm not sure we have it right. So the 10 people who ran off from being scared, they got killed by compies. And then the pilot, the skeleton with no head, the person who got killed in the Velociraptor trap, Tyler, Roseanne, I think that's it. Jason. Jason. <laughs> I think that's it, right? Yeah, so we're at 16 now. Oh, and I guess we're not counting all of the people who died yeah. on the island before, all of Daryl's friends. I'll just say 16 plus X, and that's a variable. That's however many friends Daryl <laughs> Right. He seemed like a popular guy. Well, should we move on to the outro bit? Oh, we have an outro bit exciting oh sorry no we don't have a bit i just mean i'm gonna say goodbye to the audience oh, okay uh bye <laughs> sometimes it's funny sometimes we get a laugh i get an extra laugh in there maybe not okay so everyone thanks for being here with us on this great start to season three yeah i hope you guys love this season it's going to go on for a long time i bet if anyone has any ideas for what the theme of this season should be I wouldn't worry about it because we will have recorded the next episode before any of you hear it. So, sorry, don't submit them. Um, <laughs> so don't tell us. We're discouraging fan engagement this time. We're switching it up. God, I'm so stop tired. Stop emailing of, us. Yeah, stop emailing us. Stop <laughs> sending us your fan inundated. art. No more fan theories. No more. If I see one more story by one of our fans from when they were a child, oh my God, I'm just going to quit puke. this podcast. It's so annoying. They yeah, call yeah. me puker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so don't send us your scams. Don't send us your spam. If I get one more scam or spam, I'll be so mad. Or spoof or goof. Or joke or bloke. We're on a roll. One thing I do want you to do is rate our books on Smashwords. We got them all up there probably. So uh, check them out. Give them a rating. Give them a review. Please tell your friends and family about this podcast. I would like it if you told them about the podcast. Um, it really helps us spread the word about it, gets us more listeners. But tell them not to engage with us. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> when you tell them about the podcast, <laughs> be very clear about the fact that we don't encourage fan engagement. <laughs> yeah. That would be funny if we were, if we legitimately asked for all this engagement and then like we got those two emails <laughs> that Michael sent us and we were just like, this is too much, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Please stop. <laughs> and we've only responded to one of them. Um, so, um, yeah. Do you want to hear the best way you can get the word out? Even better than telling your friends and family? Yeah. Well, you can you can purchase some wetlands, mm -hmm. drain them, pave over them, and put up a billboard for our podcast. I like that. Yeah. Kind of drain the swamp vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah. what you were going for there? I think that's what Trump was talking about. <laughs> Actually. That is what Trump. <laughs> now we got all the Trump supporters on our side. We got yeah, a ton right. of new listeners, at least a hundred. <laughs> Does anybody support Trump anymore? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely gonna say no emails, please. At this point, um, yeah. yeah. So it also worked for any old growth forest as well. 
Yeah. <laughs> but drain it or burn it down? Burning it down and paving it and putting up a billboard oh, for okay. Inside the Mind of a Child Genius podcast. Smart. All right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Whatever. I'm Theo. I am Puker. <laughs> no, I'm Joseph. I'm a baryonyx with my mouth agape, just waiting for a meal to fall in. <laughs> waiting, waiting for fan engagement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. And I'm a Packy who just got rammed by a human, headbutted <laughs> by a human. And I just realized how much it hurts. And I, I'm going to stop doing, stop with my ways. And I'm a pit of water that a dinosaur would have to jump straight and then turn in the air <laughs> to get over. I, sorry, I'm a waterfall. I'm sure yeah. you got that. <laughs> and I'm a mini boat. <laughs> that was a mini It's a boat. part of a boat, duh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That would be funny to just go to a marina, apply for a job there, and they're like, okay, so do you know the different parts of the boat? Like, yeah, they're all mini boats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get out your diagram and it's just a mini boat with an arrow to every single part of the boat. That's a surefire way to get a job, listeners. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. want a job at a marina. <laughs> and just one last thing before we go. T-Rex love the new fresh meat taste. Okay, here's the theme song. I feel like that should be a t-shirt too. T-Rex <laughs> yeah, love right. the new fresh meat taste. People would love that. I mean, I think people would love to read that even if they never listened to our podcast. Don't you think yeah. so? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're playing the theme song now. Do you think it killed us? And we... Uh, is that what's happening? Yeah. Are we currently dying or... Theme song. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess we're kind of... Was I supposed to stop and die at that point? I don't know. We're ghosts. We're ghosts. This is our late, spooky late Halloween episode. We're ghosts. <laughs> yeah. See us next app when we'll be dead again. And still ghosts. At what point do you not die anymore because you're a ghost? Oh, I don't know. I guess the Ghostbusters can kill you, so. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck. There's no end to it. I just realized it's kind of like the end of The Prestige. Have you seen that movie? Am I spoiling it? Uh, he, he had a twin, right? <laughs> Shit, did I just spoil it? Uh, no. Fine, I won't spoil it. I won't no, no, it. I, I saw the movie. I just okay. I just don't remember it. But he like, made lots of clones of himself, and every night he would kill the clone. Oh, that makes more sense, because I saw some YouTube video about the prestige, and thinking I remembered how the ending tied in with everything. For some reason, all I remembered about it was I thought that... I also saw this when I was a kid, so maybe I didn't understand cloning or something, but I just yeah. thought he just had a twin brother. And I was like, well, that trick would only work once if you have a twin <laughs> brother. <laughs> and that, somehow that feels even more immoral, right? Yeah, that's really wrong. <laughs> it's worth it for the trick, though. You'd be a great magician one time. I guess if you just wore a mask, anybody could be you, you know? Yeah. And then you could kill them, no problem. <laughs> yeah, that is what my mind was filling in. Maybe I, and maybe death obsessed Theo hasn't left. Oh, we should mention closing shares for the day. Theo, 29. Joseph, 33. I definitely should have lost some for other things I said. The puker reference was one at least. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, 32. The trick is our shares are useless. <laughs> they're, they're worthless. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think they'll get some value someday. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Donate to our Patreon, which we don't have, <laughs> and then our shares will be worth something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You think we're done? Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Cool. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 